0: Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. Amazing. How's it going Giants fans welcome back to Fireside Giants hope you had a phenomenal holiday season with plenty of warmth gifts and good vibes and energy with your friends and families now today we have a big kind of injury update coming along with the Dory Jackson you're know, we going to discuss him some big news on Aziz Ojalari who suffered an ankle sprain against the Minnesota Vikings and we're looking ahead to week 17 against the Indianapolis Colts led by Nick Foles now so they've been going through the the Russian roulette of quarterbacks, and Matt Ryan to Sam Ellinger to now Nick Foles, and I think that when you look at Nick Foles, has won a Super Bowl. You know, sometimes he shows up, a lot of times he doesn't. Given the reason, he's a third string quarterback at this point, time or second string quarterback. Can we expect him to, ex- uh, you know, demolish the Giants? Probably not, uh, especially with uh, some good uh, blitzing packages that we have. Uh, courtesy of Wink Martindale. You know, he's definitely not Kirk Cousins. They don't have a Justin Jefferson. They do have Michael Pittman, um, some decent playmakers. Jonathan Taylor, I think, is done for the year. So they definitely are a little bit on the weaker side. Indianapolis fans have been in my DM saying that we want to lose to the Giants because they want to have a better draft pick. So it seems to me like the Colts might be in a uh, tanking scenario right now, maybe looking to draft a quarterback uh, this upcoming year so we'll see how it goes but the giants have a good opportunity to solidify themselves as a postseason contender and right now um there's a couple of different ways they can get into the postseason a couple of losses from other teams and wins um so you know we'll see what happens moving forward but you know i want to discuss uh dory jackson how he's progressing and Aziz he's and kind of where the state of the defense is right now in the offense uh, a lot to go around a lot of news coming out but This is a week that, you know, uh, we're in control of our own destiny. How many times have we heard that in the past? The Giants are in control of their own destiny. They win and they're in. Um, and I think that right now Brian Dable's like we don't want to have to rely on somebody else to lose we don't have to w- want to rely on beating the Eagles to get into the postseason we want to kick the shit out of the Colts and we want to get in on our own accord and solidify that and then be done with it so I'm kind of in the same boat I'm definitely in the same boat I'd rather just win and get in and, and showcase that we can beat you know bad teams because once again the playoffs anything can happen but I'd rather go in on a high note than going on a bad note so you know this is definitely an important week coming up Anthony um, and you know I love to hear your opinion on the importance of getting a George Jackson back obviously as Ezojalari and we're going to rattle off some stats for you guys because they are they are important in how the Giants are deploying their defensive strategy moving forward.
1: Yeah, this is a huge game, of course, for the New York Giants. It's a win and you're in. And that's how I would like to get into the playoffs as well. I don't want to rely on anybody losing games. The Giants just take care of business at home on Sunday, beat the Indianapolis Colts, and they're in the playoffs. And that's how it should get done. They should just win this game and make their way to the postseason. Now, tonight, the Indianapolis Colts face off with the Los Angeles Chargers. I'll be keeping a close eye on that game to see how Indianapolis is playing uh, entering this week uh, in this matchup with the Giants. Let's see how they play against the Chargers and maybe Maybe there's some injuries that take place in that game. Whatever, let's see how Nick Foles plays, though, because that's really the main factor here. It, it would be so classic New York Giants to have Nick Foles, uh, Philadelphia Eagles legend, step in there and beat them to prevent them from making the postseason. Right? That would just be classic New York Giants blunder. I know we're super cursed of evidence by that 61-yard field goal as time expires to lose the game last week. Uh, so. Hopefully that doesn't happen, though. I want to see Nick Foles get beat down by Aziz Ojalari, who should be able to play. Kayvon Thibodeau as well. It's a big matchup, though, for the Giants. It's the most important game. All all of the last three games have been the most important game of Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley's career. And they've elevated their game and risen to the occasion. So I don't see that being any different this upcoming Sunday. But a big game against the Colts. It's a winnable game, absolutely. The, The Colts have lost... Uh, They're on a four-game losing streak here, but you also don't want to necessarily sleep on them and go into this game uh, just overconfident because they're putting up points as well, and they're hanging in there with a lot of these teams. They just lost 36 to 39 against the Vikings. The Giants haven't scored 30 points in a game this season. So you got to be careful not to let the Colts score too many points because I don't know if the Giants can necessarily keep up. They got blown out by Dallas. Yes, absolutely. But it was a one possession loss to the Steelers and a one possession loss to Philadelphia. They lost 17 to 16 against Philly in week 11. So don't necessarily sleep on the Colts. I think the Giants should be confident going into this game. They stick to the game plan. They are the better team. They should find the win. But they also need to make sure that they don't go in overconfident and end up squandering a great opportunity against a real lesser opponent. So it's going to be a big game this week, and hopefully the Giants are healthy enough to uh, go out there and get that win and make the postseason.
0: 100%. And, and you know, you look at the defense post. Dory Jackson and pre-Dory Jackson, this is actually insane. So before Dory Jackson went down leading up to week 10, they gave up around 20 points per game. After Dory Jackson, 27 points per game. You're seeing what happens when you don't have a sufficient secondary. You know, Nick McLeod, uh, guys like Zion Gilbert. Um, You've seen Julian Love back there trying to do his best, you know, with a lot of secondary pieces, just rather just practice squad pieces across the board. Darnay Holmes, Fabian Moreau. These guys are not. And should not be starting on NFL teams. You know, like they they just objectively should not be starting on NFL teams. Fabian Moreau as a fill in CB two, sure. You know that's the furthest I would go as like as like okay, like we can live with that. Um, if you have a, a CB one, like a Dory Jackson, but right now, you know, you're looking, you're asking Justin Jefferson against Justin Jefferson, you're asking Fabian Moreau to shut, shut down. Justin Jefferson could not get that done. TJ Hawkinson, absolutely mossed, I think it was uh, Nick McLeod and Darnay Holmes simultaneously. You know, Darnay's really struggled this year at times Had a couple of big plays down the stretch, but ultimately he's not, he's not reliable. Um, Julian love loved the guy, but he's also, he needs to be uh, a piece that's uh, in addition to strong players. Like, Xavier McKinney, like, uh, you know, Adore Jackson and some other guys, um, he should not be like your number one secondary player. That's not what his role is. He's supposed to be a utility man, filling in where you need uh, to supplement deficiencies and whatnot, and right now, the Giants just have a team full of uh, deficiencies. So uh, if they can get rid of Probably Nick uh, McLeod and just have Fabian Rowe play CB2 and Adore Jackson play um, against Michael Pittman this upcoming weekend. And, you know, the the update today is that Brian Dable said he's making progress. There's a chance he plays, but they'll see by the end of the week. Of, of course, you have the MCL sprain. Um, do I, you know, I, I definitely blame Brian Dable for that decision for what it's worth, you know, putting him as a punt returner. I think everyone can agree that that was probably the biggest mistake Brian Dable made this year. And I hopefully he learns from that and doesn't risk your best players unnecessarily, the Giants probably win some of these games. They probably beat the Vikings with Adore Jackson on the football field. You know what I mean? Like some of these close games they've had over the last couple of weeks, they probably win these games if Adore Jackson is on the field. Um, now, they have other issues, but that's you know a, a discussion for another day. Now, Aziz Jalari, on the other hand, another good piece of news on that end as well, he sustained an ankle injury before... Um, the game, sorry, before the second half started against Minnesota. So, you know, he played a decent number of snaps, but then got knocked out. And guys, Aziz Ojolari healthy is another beast. This is probably one of the best pass rushers we've had in a very long time. Now, yes, he hasn't been able to maintain that health. Hopefully he can find a way to, to maintain it in the future. He's only 22 years old. So a long career ahead of him, but for example, if we were going to predict what his stats would be if he played a full 17 game season, I know this is completely just arbitrary. It's completely just a, a theory, or really, it's it's just a prediction of what he would do based on the pace he's on right now. If he played a full 17 game season, he would have finished with 54 pressures, 17 sacks, 26 quarterback hits, and 40 tackles. Um, or maybe it was 26 quarterback hurries, rather. So you know what he's done. For this team as a pass rusher is is just unbelievable. He's a good run stopper. He's added a little bit of muscle mass to his game. If he can stay healthy in the future, this is going to be a very good tandem with Ojalari and Thibodeau. Um, but his ankle injury, he said it is sore, but otherwise um, it's not that bad. He said the, uh, the x-rays came back negative, which is a really great sign for the Giants that he's hopeful he can play in week 17 now. I would argue activate Aziz Ojalari, use him in in big situations, but don't overuse him. You know, maybe in big third downs, put him on the field, um, you know, have him play situationally and, you know, just mitigate that injury and then sit him out for week 18 against the Eagles cuz you're already in the playoffs and then essentially just start him and, and rest him as much as possible for your wild card game. So, That's kind of how I see the Giants going going about this is really just utilizing him in big situations and try to keep that ankle as healthy as possible and let him rest it, especially because it's cold weather now and the cold weather. If you have ever been injured and you try to play in cold weather, it just makes it so much more likely that it gets hurt. Um, Just the ligaments and muscles are just really stiff. So, you know, when you're looking at this right now, Anthony, looking at how the Giants need to be the Colts, how important is it to have a Dory against Michael Pittman and Aziz Gelari knowing that his ankle's a little bit on the fringe um, or on the fence? You know, how would you go about utilizing him in week 17?
1: Well, I like the plan that you just laid out there for Aziz Ojolari. You try and put him out there this week because this is essentially a playoff game. The Giants win and they're in. But if they do win this matchup, I think you can go ahead and rest him in week 18. Now, I'm not crazy about resting starters in the regular season. I think it's good to keep the guys in form, have them playing on the field so that when they reach the postseason, they're good to go. They haven't taken too long of a break or anything. But in this case where a player is kind of playing through an injury, it makes sense to let him rest for a week and then get back into the lineup during the postseason. So I'd love to see Aziz Ojolari out there this Sunday. I think he's a huge difference maker. You listed off those stats and what his projected stats would be if he played with that pace all season long. It really just highlights how productive he's been in such a small sample size for the Giants this year. He's been tremendous for Big Blue whenever he's on the field, and it really sucks that he can't stay on the field this year. He didn't really have these injury problems last season, but this year, I guess he's just been hit with some bad luck, and that happens. But as you mentioned, he's 22 years old. Long term, we're talking about a phenom on the edge for the New York Giants. And I think that this is a player who's prone to rising to big occasions. So I really want to see him healthy for the postseason, which is why I'm totally okay with bubble wrapping him in week 18. So he can go into the postseason – rise to that big occasion and hopefully wreck a game for an opposing offense and maybe the Giants can sneak away with a wild card victory now on the other side of things with Adoree Jackson in the secondary I think he is probably the most crucial piece of the Giants defense that's missing right now I think that's an understatement even because when you look at some of these games on our schedule think back to that game against Washington uh, the first matchup that we tied in I think that if you have Adoree Jackson out there Taylor Heineke doesn't shred that secondary apart in the second half you don't have have a Terry McLaurin touchdown or Jahan Dotson touchdown and a couple other big plays in the passing game. And the Giants end up winning that game. I seriously think that Adoree Jackson not being on the field has cost the Giants more than one game, including this game against the Minnesota Vikings that just happened. Justin Jefferson went off in the second half. He got wide open for a touchdown. He made a big play on a third down against an all-out blitz. Adoree Jackson might be able to sneak in there and make that tackle. He's just a little bit more aggressive. He's a little bit more on the line of scrimmage than who the Giants had uh, guarding Justin Jefferson all game long, which is primarily Darnay Holmes. I think that was a real mismatch. Of course, Justin Jefferson is a mismatch for anybody, but. But you win a few more of those reps when Adoree Jackson is lined up against him. And I do believe that's the difference maker. Now, I hate to say that, right? Like one player makes a difference in a game because it's a team sport and it requires the whole team to play well. But when you're missing a player in the secondary of that magnitude and you're going up against a receiver of that magnitude, it really does change the game entirely. So Adoree Jackson being out there on the lineup for the Giants. I think that they win that game against the Minnesota Vikings and that game against Washington uh, that ended up in a tie. So we need him out there. And when you're looking at this game against Indianapolis, the Giants should win this game. Absolutely. They're going up against a third string quarterback. all All of the different factors. They're on a four game losing streak. Everything. Indianapolis is not a good football team. But this is one of those games that a team late in the season could sneak away with a win because of some injuries that the Giants are dealing with. You know, Michael Pittman could have a career day, just go for 150 yards and just sink us. And we can't let that happen. So Adoree Jackson, if he is healthy enough to play, he needs to go out there and play. There's no resting him for the postseason. You could do the same thing that you did with Aziz, have them play this week or that we play. You know, suggested for Aziz, have them play this week, take off next week, and then go into the postseason fully healthy. I think that has to be the game plan for both Aziz Ojolari and Adoree Jackson if he's ready to play because he is that critical to the success of the defense. The defense that Wink Martindale loves to run, Man heavy, bullets heavy, but it's really hard to run that scheme when you don't have a cornerback who can press and jam a receiver at the line of scrimmage. That extra two seconds that the receiver has to get open on the line of scrimmage makes all the difference in the world. Darnay Holmes, not good on the line of scrimmage, not good at pressing. He's better in the slot, but when he has to get on the line of scrimmage and jam a receiver, he gets beat and there's a quick reception for a receiver that beats the blitz. That's the difference. And a Dory Jackson in the lineup, you don't have that happen as much. So that third down where the giants got burned uh, in the late in the game and a couple times against Minnesota, it just doesn't happen with a Dory Jackson out there because he's able to jam a receiver at the line. So again, he is so valuable to the success of the giants defense and we really need him out there this Sunday, especially going up against Michael Pittman, who's a very solid outside wide receiver. So a Dory Jackson needs to be in that lineup. And if he is, I'll feel a lot more confident going into Sunday
0: yeah I mean me too ultimately you need these guys on the field offensively I was very impressed with Daniel Jones last week I know a lot of people will you know point to the interception as a big turning point in the game and it was um but you know it was just a good play by Patrick Peterson one of the best corners to ever live so it's like you know you look at Patrick Peterson against Isaiah Hodgins. Hodgins got him beat a couple of times, and ultimately, you know, Dale Jones tried to make a throw. Patrick Peterson's right behind him, kind of trailing Hodgins, and he just undercuts the route. Really good job. Uh, using his leverage, Hodgins maybe could use his body a little bit better. But you know, it is what it is. I thought Daniel Jones looked pretty good, and you know, it was just adjusted completion percentage of eighty six point eight percent uh was fantastic. It was a couple drops in the game too. So if you're looking at what uh, the Giants need to do this upcoming week against Indianapolis at home at MetLife in the freezing colds, it might be a little bit warmer. I don't know the weather exactly, Um, but they got it. They got to run the ball effectively. Saquon Barkley's got to show up and make some plays, and Hodgins, keep keep balling, man. Keep doing your thing. Keep making a, a you know. A case for yourself to be a future of this team and a receiver, you know, in 2023 and beyond. Obviously, a very, very, very cheap player to have on the roster. And I'm excited to come kind of take a look at the receivers that we can uh, potentially go and target veterans, you know, draft. We'll be looking at a lot of draft uh, receiving options. And I know Anthony loves to break down receivers in the draft. So we'll definitely be having him do a lot of stuff on that end. Uh, That'll be really, really fun, guys. But I'd love to hear perspectives below on the injury report, talking about Adore Jackson, talking about, um, you know, Aziz Ojolari, obviously with Xavier McKinney. I don't think he plays until the postseason if we do make it, which I think right now probability suggests that we will. But always happy to hear perspectives and opinions below in the comments. Make sure to like and subscribe as always. We'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Giants episode.